You're listening to Nostalgia Be Damned. Hello everybody, my name is Zach. I'm Brandon. And you're listening to another episode of Nostalgia Be Damn, the show where we take some of your favorite movies, the ones you watched growing up, ones you're nostalgic about, and we watch them objectively. We let you know, are these movies any good, or are you blinded by nostalgia? This week we watch 1997's family comedy sports drama, Air Bud. <laughs> the one everybody was clamoring for. Who didn't watch Air Bud back in the day, man? I think I think our whole generation kind of was touched by that. Yeah, I, I remember when Air Bud first came out. I don't know why it got so much traction. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. I think it's quite simply people fucking love dogs. People love dogs, Zach. I guess yeah. What do you mean you guess? You're a dog owner. If anyone should love dogs, it's you. Doesn't mean I like the dog. Holy shit! We're starting off. Wow, guns blazing, huh? It's been a while. Well, we're back. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think I sent you this Snapchat. Um, I, when we were watching Airbud. Phoebe kept looking up and watching it. Dude, I know. Because dogs, you know, love to recognize themselves on screens. It's always fun watching dogs mm-hmm. go apeshit when they recognize another or whatever's going on in their dog brain. You know? Well, anytime Buddy would cry or bark or something, that it would get her attention. Wow. How about uh, when he was being abused by Michael Jeter? <sighs> <laughs> Did you remember some of the crazy shit in this movie? Dude, I didn't I, remember I say- a single thing in this movie. <laughs> yeah. While I watched Airbud, I have a vivid memory of like, you know, putting in that movie. I know in my mother's like living room, can't tell you for the life of me what happened in this movie. I thought this movie was going to be wall to wall dog dunking. Dude, the dog plays in one game at the very end. (laughs) I didn't realize how much uh, non-basketball this dog plays. Does like one trick. Yeah. And honestly, the dogs look, look. No one's going to dismiss this dog. You know what I mean? It's a talented dog. Incredibly talented dog in real life and in the movie. Of course. But but at the same time, I mean, they really play it fairly (laughs) realistic in terms of what a dog could actually accomplish. And so when I was Mm -hmm. going into this, I was expecting more of like a cartoony, uh, not cats and dogs level of hijinks (laughs) or tomfoolery, but something along the lines of like a fun sports romp and honestly this is a hallmark drama with a little bit of dog basketball (laughs) it's it's terrible i mean like the and i know we're kind of tipping our hand early but i mean i went into this movie also thinking that we were going to see a ton of dog playing basketball and like becoming the star player on the team the dog doesn't actually do anything in fact the whole like weird plot of this is that like the dog starts playing halftime shows at this middle school basketball game and that somehow turns their season around <laughs> yeah it also lets the main character somehow forget his his dead father his freaking dad dad yeah it's one of those movies but we're getting ahead of ourselves Airbud was directed by charles martin smith who you may recognize actually as an actor from movies like american graffiti or the untouchables or dolphin tale <laughs> he began his he began his directing career though with trick-or-treat uh, not the horror anthology uh, by Michael Dougherty, but that rock and roll like Halloween movie with Ozzy Osbourne back from like oh 1986. God. He went on to direct The Snow Walker, Stone of Destiny, Dolphin Tale 1 and 2, and then returned to the world of dog films with 2019's A Dog's Way Home. Zach, have you seen any of these A Dog's Purposes, A Dog's Journeys, any of these type movies? No, because they're designed no. to just make you cry, and I, yeah. and I won't be a part of it. Yeah, I don't want to watch that. No. I, I enjoyed Marley and Me, but when I get when it comes to dog movies, I don't want to watch dog movies that are purposefully going to make me sad. I, I, I mean? wouldn't even do Marley and Me. Wow. What about, you know, there's a couple of good ones. Hachi and My Dog Skip. We should do My Dog Skip on the podcast someday. Man. My Dog Skip makes me cry. Dude, it I'd is do where the so sad. Grows. Ooh, that's a good one, but that's an older one. Although there have been remakes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, huh, you may not remember this first film here, but you... 
if you grew up in the 90s, you could not escape the marketing for its barrage of sequels and spinoffs. I did not know <laughs> what I was getting into when I started doing the There's, research on how many fucking Airbud movies there are. It's a rabbit hole because I know it go. There's like two more Airbuds, I think. Just oh, because the the next one doesn't he play football? Dude, I'm gonna blow your fucking. And then the one after mind. that he plays soccer, and then there's a a monkey spinoff. And go ahead, you blow right. my mind. Go ahead. So. After this, there was technically only one sequel that went to theaters, and it was the very next year, and it was Air Bud Golden Receiver, where you guessed it, yep. Buddy joins a football team. Sure. Following that film's disastrous <laughs> box office performance, uh, they, the rest of the movies all were released direct to video. So, <laughs> Zach, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the title, and I want you to guess what sport he's playing, okay? Go ahead. So we've got, it was followed by... Airbud World Pup in 2000. That's soccer. And <laughs> yep. I, I, full disclosure, I can't remember. I think when I was looking it up on YouTube, because we had to rent this movie, goddammit. Um, <laughs> I thought it was going to be on Disney Plus. One of the yeah, very I did few too. fucking movies on Disney. That's not uh, Disney Plus. Plus yeah. Yeah. Um, but, and I, I saw it's two golden retrievers and a bunch of little puppies. So, yeah, that's a soccer one. Go ahead. Then there was Airbud Seventh Inning Fetch. In 2002? Baseball. Yep, remember okay. that. Then there was... Yep. That was followed by Air Bud Spike Back in 2003. Volleyball. Yep, exactly. Okay. Then the series was rebooted for a new generation of Air Bud fans mm-hmm. centered on his puppies. The first spinoff was called Air Buddies in 2006. These now have nothing to do with sports. Okay. <laughs> what? That was followed... Yep. Nope. They just stopped. They just gave up. That was followed by Snow Buddies in 2008. Snowboarding. Space buddies. <laughs> no, I do. I, again, I don't think sports have much to do with these ones. Oh, it's just okay, space. <laughs> okay, but then the dogs are going to space now. Yep, okay. Space Buddies and Santa Buddies were both released in 2009. Two films, one year. What? Then came Spooky Buddies in 2011, Treasure Buddies in 2012, and Super Buddies in 2013. Oh, my God. Then... Get this, the Santa Buddies movies got their own spinoffs called what? Santa Paws with two sequels in 2010 and 2012 titled The Search for Santa Paws and Santa Paws 2, The Santa Pups. The franchise tree. Jesus, insane. All in all, the series is one of the most profitable direct-to-video franchises. As of now, there are 14 films in the franchise, including five in the Air Bud series, seven in the, in the Air Buddies series, and two Christmas spinoffs of the Air Buddies series. Wait, but do these include, like, MVP, Most Valuable Primate? Nope, because that's a whole separate series. <laughs> oh, I thought they were just of that ilk. No. Nope. Oh, so that's <laughs> just another animal playing baseball. Okay. <laughs> yep, and various sports, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, it also developed its own production company, Airbud Entertainment. What? But it all comes back to the original, which uh, has a 5.2 on IMDb and a 45% on Rotten Tomatoes. Dude, it really speaks to, like, people hated this movie and still they made 14 spinoffs. <laughs> uh, we're just going to shove these down your throat and you're going to keep coming back. Yeah. And we keep complaining. Well, they're trying to kill the theater experience. Maybe they should. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, it only costs $3 million to make. Zach, this is why they keep making it up. Three million. It only costs $3 million to make and earned $23 million at the U.S. box office and worldwide box office. So... It's a small prop. These to cost nothing to make. You just get a dog, you know, a trained dog in a few locations, a, a school, a house, and an abandoned quarry somewhere or whatever. <laughs> That's true. In this movie. It's like nothing to this movie. You know what I mean? Like super cheap. Who's the biggest star of this movie? Um, is it? What's his name? The, oh, it's Michael Jeter uh, for the, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Michael yeah. Jeter. Is that the most famous person By in this far, movie? Definitely. Yeah. Also, this this kid whose name I'm sure you'll mention. Uh, have you seen him grown up? Yes, I have, man. He looks like Zac Efron light. <laughs> Definitely looks like Efron. Yeah, for sure. Only he doesn't have the whole beard grime like Matthew McConaughey look now. Right. Do you see that Netflix show he did where he just like talks about stuff around the world? You know what? Oh, oh, I've heard about this. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know what, though? Uh, this might be the biggest shock on this podcast ever. I'm a big Zac Efron fan. 
Same, dude. Yeah, again, <laughs> really he's one of those guys like Channing Tatum that I first saw, and I was like, this fucking guy. And now I'm like, this fucking guy. Honestly, he's one of those guys. He's He reminds me of Robert Pattinson, where it's just like he really yep. blew up because of things that I don't enjoy, like High School Musical or Twilight. He grew up to have a pretty decent film career that I respect. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> fucking Pattinson, man. <laughs> So it placed 79th on the box office charts that year in the States. In terms of movies we've covered from that year, it earned less than Batman and Robin, Hercules, Flubber, I Know What You Did Last Summer, The Fifth Element, and Mouse Hunt. But it did outgross Good Burger. So that's something. <laughs> Production on Airbud uh, took less than a month to complete. Also probably another reason why they cranked these sons of bitches out. Well, that would be why they were able to make a sequel the next year. <laughs> The dog who plays Buddy also played Comet in Full House. Sadly, he did pass away a year after filming this movie as he had developed a rare form of cancer. He was only 10 years old. Oh, so. Yeah, sad. sadness. But he is immortalized here. I don't know what that says about his legacy. Yeah, congratulations. You've made it to nostalgia be damned. <laughs> Aw, sadness. Out of the five Air Bud films, this is the only one in the film uh, series to be rated PG. And it was rated PG for brief, mild language. All right, Zach. I think we're ready to get in. Oh, I'd make my own drink, but I just finished a vodka cranberry. <laughs> oh, what are you on your period? <laughs> Great movie. Uh, the Departed. I love that drink. It's a great drink. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so I got to admit, when the first name that popped up was Michael Jeter, I got genuinely excited. I forgot he was in this movie entirely. I did, too. I forget. It turns out I forgot a lot about this movie. Yeah, this is our second Jeter performance. I think he was also in Jurassic Park 3. Dude, was he in Mouse Hunt? No. 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 no that was no. 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 Fuck. Anyway, Forgot he was in Jurassic Park, though. JP3, yeah. This character, wow. Um, <laughs> so he's introduced, coming over this hill, we see a shitty pickup truck with a sad clown head on top of it as it's like passing by the town sign welcoming us to Fernfield, where everything is possible. And the music, boy, is it jubilant. Mm. Got me in the mood. We meet Norm Snively, the alcoholic clown played by Michael Jeter. <laughs> he arrives like frantically looking at a map. He's got his golden retriever, old blue in the back and uh, they're pulling up to a child's birthday party. He throws this red nose on, on the dog, dude. And he threatens him to like beat him with a newspaper right off the bat. This guy is uh, yeah. on the edge. Pretty obvious. He's a low life. Yeah, we get it. But he's even forced to wear the clown costume too. He's also forced to watch his master just debase himself while being like kicked in the shin and he tries to juggle and he can and he nearly swallows one of these props. He's disheveled, he's sweaty, he's angry. Dude, he is he's basically one subway shooting away from becoming Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Great. And uh yeah, after old blue does cause some trouble though at this party, he gets spooked, he starts running around the room snively, angrily throws his dog inside the kennel, puts him in the back, and then doesn't close the tailgate? <laughs> Dude, this was, this reminded me of that scene in Room where the kid escapes and he's in the back of the pickup truck and I had so much anxiety, like, oh, is he gonna get out? <laughs> they really right. milk the tension out of this fucking moment. Oh my God, dude, this whole sequence that happens over the next like five minutes just <laughs> bugs the absolute shit out of me. Like, I couldn't get over it. Um, yeah. Because... The dog falls out of the tail, like the whole kennel that it's in, falls out of the tailgate of the truck and then is just laying in the road. And then our main character and his mother hit the cage. <laughs> yeah, they do with their car. With their car. And the mom does not get out to investigate. She just drives on. She It's a hit and run. Gets right, yeah, drives right on past. The little boy inside looks out back and sees the golden retriever standing out on the side of the road like, what the fuck, dude? And wasn't like, hey, mom, I think you just hit a dog. <laughs> yeah, we need to exchange infor insurance information. Was that your Airbud voice? Uh, yeah, for some reason. I don't know why I thought he talked like that, but I'll never bring that up again. I, I feel like, a, yeah, thank you. Um, I feel like a lot of people thought Airbud talked. Yeah, or at least did the Homeward Bound thing with just the voice in the background and, you know, that's what he's thinking type deal. No, not at all. He's just not a, a dog. Not a magical dog, yeah. He's just a talented one. Great mm -hmm. dog. Beautiful dog. dog. 
honestly, he was like a cute dog. He deserved a lot of scratches the whole time. And I think this movie honestly skates by just because it's got a cute fucking dog who's just doing dog stuff. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I, there's really nothing going on in this movie whatsoever except a dog <laughs> doing cute things. Although it will take points away. Not a single dog fart. No. Wow. Really reserved Disney, huh? Earn that PG. Yeah. Wow. Earn this. So this is the Fram family, by the way. There's Wendy McKenna as Jackie Fram, the mom. There's a baby. And then there's Kevin Zegers as Josh Fram, 12 years old. Um, You see, after the death of his father, who was a pilot, he died in a plane crash during a test flight. (laughs) Which which we know because they've framed the newspaper clipping that says he's dead. (laughs) Rough. I don't think I'd put that out. (laughs) I don't think I'd keep that. No, no. no. That's and rough. I definitely wouldn't like frame it and be like, well, I have to keep this. <laughs> That's shit. It was the day dad died and they put him on the front page of the paper. <laughs> oh, man. So Josh has relocated with his mom, Jackie, and his two-year-old sister, Andrea, from Virginia to Fernfield, Washington. So that's this takes place. I don't know if it was shot there, but it, it looks like Washington enough. Dude, there's this one scene I keep laughing at. I laughed so hard when he pulls down the fence in his yard and he looks out and he sees the lake and like the mountains. Like he never saw them before. Like <laughs> for some, he drove, he there. drove there and he, they're mountains. You can see them like just look up. What are you talking about? The, the fence right. isn't obscuring that view. It is beautiful. Fucking yeah, fence. beautiful location shoots for a lot of this anyway. It's, it's got to be California though, right? Probably shot in California. Yeah, only three million, man. I don't know. <laughs> this kid, Kevin Zegers, he grew up to be in, yeah, Gossip Girl. He was in Dawn of the Dead, uh, 50 Dead Men Walking. He was in Frozen, I guess, the Mortal Instruments City of Bones, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but I've seen this kid before. He really is essentially Zach Efron Like, Great, great comparison. One day out, though, behind the old abandoned church in his neighborhood or in his property, I don't know. He goes to this thing all the time, though. He's just straight shooting hoops at this old basketball court. He sucks, by the way. But he ends up hearing something, something that sparks his interest. Could it be a dog? Stay tuned, because he doesn't investigate. (laughs) Uh, Before we move on from this scene, I don't understand why this movie keeps putting in shots of people missing baskets because there's a coach that we'll get into a little bit later. Um, the, the, the old coach, Brandon, you know who I'm talking yeah. about. And they want to like showcase that he's really good at basketball. Cause he used to apparently play for the Knicks. And the first shot of him is him missing a dunk. <laughs> they're doing that. Scene, they're doing that thing. Like Michael Jordan in space jam where they're just like, okay, just shoot around for a little bit. And the first shot is him missing a dunk. Yeah. It doesn't set the character up for greatness, but uh, you know, what what are you gonna do? Yeah, I'm jumping ahead, but that that got stuck in my mind if I didn't get it off my chest now. Uh the the family dynamic here, you know, it's a it's it's a bit different, you know. Instead of having the overworked father trope or the dead mother trope, this one, Zach, swings for the fucking fences with a dead dad narrative, so the mother's the one telling him not to be so mopey. She wants him to enjoy his youth, be a kid, play ball. And if he plays this harmonica on Christmas, he comes back as a basketball playing dog. <laughs> Better movie. Better movie. <laughs> or, but instead of what if a dog, what if he became a snowman? Ooh. My name is Michael <laughs> better Keaton. <laughs> no, better movie? Better, that is no. I don't know, dude. I got, <laughs> gun to my head, I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out by and, the end uh, of this. Yeah, that's a good kid. <laughs> But due to the heartbreak over his father's death, he's uh, too shy to try out for his middle school basketball team uh, or to make any friends. So he instead becomes the basketball team's manager, basically forced to do so. Coach Barker just tells him, hey, you're going to do this. And he just kind of stares there with like a dumbfounded look. The guy's like, I'll see you on Saturday or whatever. Okay. Jesus. This coach. Yeah, this coach indeed. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. You know, it's, it doesn't seem so bad at first. Like, he's definitely an asshole, you can tell, but it just does not, does not showcase what's to come. No, not at all. I was blindsided, for sure. Do you remember when I texted you about it? <laughs> yeah, I did, and I was like, what is he talking about? And then I got to it in the movie, and I was like, oh, my Lord. Yeah, we'll get to that. Stay tuned. So later that day, 
back at the abandoned allotment, he meets Old Blue. He starts feeding him like a pudding cup. And then again, I thought this would happen a bit sooner, but he straight leaves this dog unattended out in the wilderness for, I mean, days at a time. It just keeps mm-hmm. going like next day, next day, next day. I'm like, why, is it, why are you leaving him outside? He's, he looks so cold. I want to scratch his face and belly. Right. So the next day he feeds him like a dozen cups, which I, I mean, I'm no dog expert, but that can't be good for this dog. I mean, I don't know. It's just a lot of sugar, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, there's nothing to to, to firm that stool you know what i mean like dog food oh the dog has probably been eating like dead trash and stuff too yeah Yeah. he's i mean he's he's not well no he's probably not well and and i imagine jeter didn't feed him well either so he's probably very malnourished well i'm sure if you took this dog to a vet the vet would like recommend putting him down (laughs) but you haven't seen him dunk yeah but he plays ball so the dog's covered in i mean literal mud at the time and I don't know, just out of instinct or whatever, he can just fucking play ball. The kid tosses him the ball. He, like, bops it back on his nose. And, um, you know, it's fun. But ultimately, again, not all that impressive at first. Very, like, cool that he's doing all these tricks without any sort of teaching, you Mm -hmm. know, from the kid's perspective, not knowing he's a circus dog. But I don't know, man. I'm I'm not wowed by this. No. I mean, it's, and we're taking quite a bit of time to get to this point, too. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, if I'm a kid, fuck that. If I'm a 28-year-old man, I'm watching this movie, I'm just like, I just want to see the dog play basketball. (laughs) And so far, like, I haven't really seen it. I've seen a lot of sad kid. I want to see more fun dog. Yeah, exactly. I don't give a shit about sad kid. But, I don't know, ultimately, what is super impressive is how this kid, Jake, what is his fucking name? I already forgot it. Fram. Yeah, that's his last name's Fram. Oh, Josh. Of course, it's a fucking Josh. Mm-hmm. Josh forgets instantly all about his dead dad, finally, and he can play, too. It's like he's becoming better because the dog can play basketball, and he's just kind of, uh, you know, more more zoned in. Yeah, it turns out this kid's actually, like, pretty sweet at basketball, <laughs> but he's just yeah. so he's just so mixed up about his freaking dead dad. Yeah, well, his pilot, who died in a plane crash. Which we know because they framed the newspaper clipping. Test pilot, too. Test, yeah. test plane crash. Guess he failed that test. Oh, come on, man. Tragedy. Tragedy. Equals comedy. Sometimes. Look at this podcast. <laughs> so he renames him Buddy. He brings him back home, and he tries to give him a bath. <laughs> oh, Zach, he tries to give him a bath with hilarious consequences. Well, this dog doesn't want to take a bath, Brandon. He doesn't want to get clean. Splish, splash, I was taking a bath. That song oh, actually God. plays. I'm, gl- I'm glad you brought that up. That song actually plays. So All up on a Saturday night. So on the nose. It's terrible. <laughs> There's bubbles, bubbles galore, man. There's so many bubbles. But the mom is not too keen on having a dog, no matter how cute he is or how dead Josh's dad is. <laughs> the The mom finds out about Airbud, by the way, because she's painting the new house, and she left a bunch of opened paint cans on top of ladders. That was my first thing I said when I saw this, because the dog ends up knocking over all this paint, and she's just like on the top of ladders, like three opened paint cans. <laughs> like at the very top of ladders. Yeah, what did you like expect you fucking, to happen? And two, like, oh, this stressed me out. Like, even if you didn't, even if there wasn't a surprise dog running around the house, you still have, like, a clumsy a little schooler and a two-year-old. Yeah. Come on. What are you doing, Mom? I know she's been, uh, she's got a lot on her plate, Zach. She's a single mother. Do you remember <laughs> what happened to their test pilot father? Well, I, I wouldn't, <laughs> but they have a framed photo of the newspaper clipping when he died. <laughs> Yeah. Thankfully, keeping you informed the entire runtime. Yeah. Exposition. Uh, so Josh proceeds to do the whole, like, hide my dog inside every so often type of thing. Sometimes it keeps him outside in a box. The mother is still, like, adamant, like, please, I don't want this dog. But the kid's just, like, he's too cute. And the dog's, know? like, sneaking up, I like, climbing up vines. It's a talented dog. Yeah, like, the window lattice yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's climbing up the side of the house. Very shakily, I might add. Like, this dog, nine years old or whatever, he, he's, you know, he's a dog, a full-grown yeah. dog. We're not talking about a pup here. And they make this dog do some intense shit, yeah. so. Good dog. Good dog. Great dog actor, yeah. Josh, however, 
still getting kind of bullied by the basketball team. They called him uh, Waterboy, and they like check him and knock him down and shit during practice. Great 90s bullies, sorry. <laughs> Great 90s bullies, yeah, for sure, for sure. He meets the school engineer in the boiler room while doing laundry. Dude, as soon as I saw Bill Cobbs just standing in the background twisting something, I was like, they're going to do the fucking magical black man mm-hmm. like trope that they always pull yep. in these Disney movies. And, and sure enough, again, didn't remember anything about this movie, but that's exactly who this, this you know, archetype, this this trope, this caricature is supposed a, to be. It was the again, first thing I said when I saw, saw this character. Yeah, love this guy. Love Bill Cobbs, a great actor. And again, he does everything again with this, but it's just like, come on, man. Uh, 90s rearing his ugly head back in the show. <laughs> well, that's the problem with this movie. If it didn't have a basketball playing dog, it is the most formulaic small kid drama ever made. Yeah, but again, such low stakes and just there's... It really does feel almost made for TV in a lot of it. Again, it's mm-hmm. it's polished enough where it's, it's shot well and the, and the landscapes are decent when they show them, but it really is kind of just a, a basic, straightforward... Uh, almost made for TV movie for for much for much at this runtime anyway. Much like the upcoming Lifetime Colonel Sanders movie. <laughs> Mario Lopez. Mario Lopez as Colonel Sanders, dude. I thought I was scouring the internet because I thought that was a joke. It's, not, <laughs> it's a real thing that's happening. Like I feel it's like it's a mini movie, right? Po- so I wonder how long yeah. it's going to be. I, my guess is like forty-five minutes or something like that, like under an hour. But yeah. um, like, there's no way they can take that seriously, right? <laughs> no, no, I'm sure they'll, they're taking the piss out of it. You know, it's uh, brought to you by KFC. Yeah, <laughs> I said, you know what? They did. They have no right calling that a mini movie. That's a long commercial. <laughs> You're damn right. I'm going to be ordering KFC and watching. Uh. Oh, for sure, man. I'm actually thinking about KFC right now, and it's hurting my stomach. I tried Popeye's for the first time out here. First time? Wow. Yeah, what'd you think? It's delicious. It's better than KFC. Yeah. Did you get their sandwiches? No, dude. I just got chicken. Chicken and biscuits. Bold. Well, I mean, if that's your first time, yeah, it makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. We're a pro Popeye's podcast. Yeah. Um, so Airbud. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's what we're talking about. The old- uh, Popeye's give us money. <laughs> the old engineer in the basement- uh, he recognizes him from one of his baseball cards because he's got a shit ton of them. Basketball as, cards. I'm sorry, base. Yes, that's the sport we're playing here. Basketball cards. As a uh, legendary player, Arthur Cheney. He goes back to ask him and he's like, I don't know who this guy is. No, that's not me. And again, it, it seems it was super racist at first off the because he just hands him a, a card of a, of a basketball player. and He's like, hey, is this you? Why would you think that was me? Is basically what he even says too. Like, yeah, and it's Why like, would you oh think that was man, me? yeah. I didn't feel right about that. I really hope oh, he is yikes. that character. That's all I kept thinking. It's like, please, please don't let this be just like a random thing that happened. Well, I just want to know what happened. Like, look, you don't go from being a star player on the New York Knicks to being a middle school building engineer <laughs> unless something shitty's happened. <laughs> Oh, man. It's so confusing. Well, it's maybe it's all because Jake needed Josh. Sorry, that's his name. Maybe it's all because Josh needed a friendly ear one day. And so he was right in the right place at the right time serving his his purpose as a character. (laughs) His mom finally agrees to let him keep Buddy uh, until Christmas. And she plans to send him to the pound if it's, you know, rifle owner is not located. He's been hanging up signs and then Buddy (laughs) hilariously tearing them down. Now, at first, this all seems really cute. And honestly, a lot of these things seem really cute at first. And I wonder if the subtext that I read into it later on is what the filmmakers intended. Because at this point in time, he's ripping them all down. It's funny. Uh, He's taking the paper and burying it behind the house, unbeknownst to the mother. And she keeps coming out every single morning like, where's my goddamn paper? Uh, Because he's already taken it. All of this stuff on the surface just seems like him doing silly dog things. But really, we are to believe, or what I believe, is that he is of such sentience and understanding of his situation that he does not want to go back to his owner. The paper is sim- is symbolic of the actual the weapon he used to beat him with. And so all of these are like cries for... Doggy help? Yes, essentially. You know what I mean? Like he's bearing the paper because he doesn't want to be hit by it. He's taking, he's tearing those signs down because he knows his he, that animal abuse is in his future if he goes back to his owner. Um, <clears throat> whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I uh, I don't like that implication about the newspapers. <laughs> no, and that's what soured me on a lot of I'd just believed he's being a goofy dog, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Josh finds a tryout invitation in his locker, and apparently it was by mistake as like the coach didn't mean for that to go to him. <laughs> but I think Arthur Cheney, school engineer, meant to put it there. Because <laughs> the other the other thing that could have happened was someone accidentally put that in his locker, and that's just that's just silly. But he balls out, man. He's crossing dudes over. Yeah, he's fucking. He kills it, and the, the coach does like a zoom in on the coach's face, like as if he's thinking, "Oh, fuck, this kid's good." We got ourselves a player. <laughs> yep, he's immediately drafted into the league and makes the team. <laughs> his middle school basketball team. Hey, it reminded me of Friday Night Lights, only for middle school basketball, and it's such. Dude, there's such just a... so there's <laughs> zero stakes to this, like. But the town is like, fuck yeah, it's the middle school. There's even so much that eventually the news, the news is there. Just make him a high schooler, man. Who cares if it's a younger kid? The story hits home fine if it's like a freshman in high school. It really does. For sure, and if you're gonna have animal abuse in this, you can't cop to i mean you might as well just go a little more into that pg and just kind of bump up the age of this kid because it seems like so many of the the jokes and the simplistic nature of the story is really geared towards young young kids i think right. thinking like younger than five six or five you know what I sure mean? so jackie finally does let josh keep buddy as a christmas present a nice way of not having to like you know buy him anything here's this free dog here's the dog also this house i've purchased this enormous house that I bought by myself with your father's life insurance. He's dead now. Look at the wall. Do you want to see <laughs> the newspaper? Yeah. Do you want to see the newspaper clipping? I framed it and put Everyone it on the Everyone who comes over, yeah. Oh, have you seen my dead husband's newspaper file? Why would I have seen that? Well, we framed it and put it on the wall. <laughs> Goodness. At first, you know, he starts getting picked on by some of the teammates, some of them he forms friendships with. There is a bully uh, Larry Willingham, this guy played by Brendan Fletcher, last seen on the show in Freddy vs. Jason as the guy who gets his uh, face slashed up in the bathroom. So don't worry, <laughs> we get revenge on him, kids. Yeah, exactly. But again, he was kind of a fun bully in this classic 90s bully. Yeah. However, his other teammate, Tom Stewart, offers him his lucky orange peel before their first game. Was this kid buying like trash from N- NBA players and then using them as, as, as like lucky charms. I don't, dude, I don't know what's going on. I didn't understand what was happening with this kid, why he had all this garbage that he kept thinking would make him better. But I think it might've had something to do with him stealing them or either stealing them or ordering them somehow from various NBA players. Yeah. NBA players trash. Cause it's always like, here's an orange peel. Here's a rotten apple core. Like, okay, kid, I don't want to stash this on me, but I will to be a friend. Meanwhile, uh, Buddy leaves the backyard, goes to the school, shows up to the game while it's underway, runs onto the court, disrupts the entire game, causes a shit ton of mayhem, but the audience fucking loves him. And while he's chasing around the basket, he like accidentally makes a hoop. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say it. Yeah, right here, right now, let's say it. That does not, it's an accident. Yeah, it was Dog an accident. accidentally did yeah. it, okay? He's just running all around in, you know, fucking just smashing it with his nose. Eventually, it might go in a hoop. The town goes fucking crazy, though. And there's one woman who's like, I didn't know your dog could play basketball. That's a very loose definition of playing basketball, all right? Do you, do you think, what do you think I'm doing up there, mom? You think I'm just running around slapping a ball in no particular, with no particular direction? One parent calls Buddy Michael Wolf Jordan. Yeah. Did you like that, Zach? No. Because it angered me to a ridiculous degree. I didn't like anything about this. Yeah, okay. And then here comes the part where you texted me, and yeah, really came out of left field. This coach seems, you know, a little stern, but nothing out of the ordinary for a, for a middle school basketball coach, I guess. Gym teacher, whatever he is on the side as well. Uh... But holy shit, the movie turns into like Foxcatcher for a second. And he's like smashing a kid he's, with a basketball. Yeah, he's launching basketballs at this kid's chest. It's like fucking, I can't remember the guy's name. Maybe it was Mike Rice. I don't know. I don't want to say that. <laughs> like, get the character's trouble, name? Oh, oh No, there life. was a oh, college yeah. coach who got in trouble for doing something very similar. Oh, shit. Shit. Basically physically abusing the kids and th- Hucking basketballs at him and yelling obscenities at him. He ended up getting getting fired because it was all videotaped. 
Yeah, well, this ba- that basically happens here because after he's mm-hmm. you know, done violently pelting him with basketballs, I guess in an attempt to make him catch better, <laughs> uh, Coach Barker is fired. The kid's got like a bloody nose. And um, is it Buddy who leads them there or do they just stumble upon it happening? I can't remember which one happens, but either way. I, no, I think they just stumble on it. Like, yeah, it's like no the one principal or left, someone. Yeah, no one's like left the building and like five people walk in at one point. In like a dark room, there's like a spotlight. It's like eyes wide shut. It's it's really weird. It's a weird thing to walk into. That was micro. So yeah, I'd fire him on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, the real life equivalent, I was right. I covered my bases, was Mike Rice. Uh, if you haven't seen the Rutgers basketball coach from years ago, if you haven't seen it, go back and look at look up that footage. That's essentially what happens in this movie. Damn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's replaced. Coach Barker is replaced by Arthur Cheney, the school's kind-hearted engineer. Uh, <laughs> Buddy then becomes... Slash former New York Nick. <laughs> Buddy becomes the mascot of the school's basketball team. He begins appearing in their halftime shows attracting quite the crowd. Uh, But Josh is eventually directly responsible for the loss of this one game. He's got this like last minute, (laughs) he catches the ball and everything's in slow-mo, I guess, where he keeps just like looking in every direction to figure out what to do and whiffs it like a fucking loser. Yeah, looks like an idiot. And But of course, after practice, he's hitting threes, no problem. (laughs) Absolutely. And after like this heartwarming conversation with now Coach Janey, He's at the top of his game, and so is Buddy. They're the talk of the town, so much so that, as I mentioned earlier, there's a fucking news story on how cool this all is. (laughs) It does spark the attention of our favorite alcoholic, depressed, animal abusing clown, Norm Snively, because he straight up stalks the Frams down, takes Buddy back, chains the dog up in his backyard, and is on the phone the next day trying to book gigs for Buddy. Yeah, he's refusing to do beer commercials, um, even though he's like getting hammered. Yeah, wastes no time. Don't blame him. I'd probably, I mean, do, obviously not take the dog back, but I'd try and capitalize off that dog's fame too. Sure. <laughs> I mean, again, yeah, you can't hide him away from the world. He's a talented dog. Yeah. That's when our hero, Josh, arrives to save the day. And the dog, he rescues Buddy. And then this goddamn chase ensues. And uh, at this point, Ned has lost all mental faculties. There's straight up like blood vessels blowing rage. (laughs) Runs his car into the water. Yeah, he sets off after the dog and Josh in his truck trying to kill him. Causes thousands of dollars in property damage and chasing and eventually drives off a fucking pier and into the bay. It's a pretty sweet stunt, I will say. Yeah, and fucking... Josh and Buddy get away on like some random boat. Like this guy's just like, yeah, I'll take you on my boat. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. This whole bit is so weird because I don't know what he's convinced himself of. I guess that Ned's gonna come back for Buddy, and that it's better for him to be found by a new owner. So he straight up leaves this dog on an island or something. <laughs> what happened in the wilderness? Yeah. And it's yeah, I'm just sitting here thinking like what are you trying to accomplish also you know this dog can survive in the wild right he did it for like weeks (laughs) before you found why are you doing this yeah i don't understand this at all (laughs) it just makes no sense like wouldn't you want to protect his dog he loves his dog more than anything they just and instead he's just gonna be like no i guess i the only thing i can think of is that leave him on an island (laughs) yeah that ned would that if he were to take the dog home ned would somehow you know come back ned's just gonna come back yeah which i mean okay but maybe bring it to a shelter bring it anywhere don't just leave it in the woods on an island Mm -hmm. yeah literally anything else call animal services real jackass move do something yeah and it's so it you know we blasted in the movie for uh, we blast the character but if we're looking at it from a movie perspective it's the laziest fucking writing ever <laughs> yeah, it is yeah it's so goddamn lazy it's like they're just trying to do a white fang scene they're trying to pull at your heartstrings and they're they're sacrificing all sorts of fucking sense to do it <laughs> contrived very contrived <laughs> yeah it's just so stupid well, it's the big game, Zach, and Coach, you know, gives him one of those speeches. We find out, though, that the bully, Larry, he switched teams. Now he's on the Warriors. Oh, fuck. Go Warriors. There's like, there's an offhand comment from one of the kids like, yeah, his mom and dad moved so that he could play at this new school. It's like, whoa. 
they are really committed to your middle school basketball career. He's gonna make the NBA. <laughs> no, he's not. No, Larry he's not sucks. Yeah, Larry's a piece of shit. Uh, but it, at first, it's a pretty close game, neck and neck with the Warriors leading, of course. Then they take a commanding lead, and the Timberwolves are dropping like flies. They just start falling down out of nowhere. They eventually only have four players due to goddamn injuries. They need another player, Zach. And it was at this point, finally, it dawned on me. I think we've got maybe less than 20 minutes, probably 15 minutes left to go in this movie. Holy shit, we're finally going to watch this finally dog play gonna watch the basketball. Dog play rules like this <sighs> dog will actually play a game. Fully dressed, he's got sneakers, <laughs> which you can tell are very uncomfortable for this dog. And you know what? It's still stupid. It's, it's still just so goddamn <laughs> stupid. Because the dog has done nothing but essentially just make free throws at halftime for this whole season. There's no indication. Like, why would this dog know, like, the rules of basketball? How how does it know to play defense and then pass the ball? It's a dog. Like, it just wants to get the ball and, like, bounce it. Like, it's just going to keep pushing it out of bounds or something and then keep chasing it. Like, look at this from a realistic perspective. There's no fucking way... This dog is able to practice the nuance of basketball. Disrespectful to the sport. It's <laughs> to suggest. Yeah. It's so disrespectful. It's so to suggest that a dog that's that like it does not knows nothing but putting snacks and bouncing a ball could potentially lead a team to a state title. Uh, against a, the, a fucking team as good as the Warriors. Oh, man, no. But when they the, the fucking announcers are like, enter K-9. I was like, no. I know. Of course his number is K-9. Yeah, brother. He's all suited up. And, dude, when the ref says, hey, there's no rule in the book that says a dog can't play basketball. Yeah, I guess dude, that's of true. Course. But there's not a rule that says fucking salamanders can't play basketball. I can't. <laughs> You can't make rules for all possibilities. Also, Brandon, I think when we decided to do this movie, we made a comment about the trailer probably having a line. There's no rules that say the dog can't play ball. (laughs) We got it. Jesus. Right there. Um, Yeah, man, it's brutal. And like all we get are like a couple of shots of like the dog stealing the ball and like making a couple of shots, passing mostly. (laughs) And then at one point, Someone fouls the fucking dog. Someone just like shoulders into the dog. It's the rudest thing I've ever seen. How could you hurt Buddy? But he does, yeah, because the Timberwolves start coming back. They're scoring bucket after bucket. There's one line, something like, he may not dribble, but he does drool. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And then you hear like people from the audience. No, the, the other coach, I laughed every time he said, and he said it a lot. Will someone cover that dog? Someone cover that dog. <laughs> Dude, you know what's crazy is if you go back and watch this trailer too, because there's like most of this trailer, like they sold this is the movie. end of the movie. Yeah, they sold this movie on the idea that you're gonna be watching like a dog just be like playing basketball games the entire time. That's not the case. Yeah, I haven't been. I don't think we've been bamboozled like this since Kangaroo Jack promised a talking kangaroo. A talking trailer. kangaroo, <laughs> and we got thirty seconds of a talking kangaroo. Oh my god! But yeah, he does end up having to take some some free throws after he does get checked, and he nails them, fucking scores them both. Because of course he does. Yeah, yeah. And Josh sinks the final three pointer to take it over the top to win uh, him the game. It's, it's it's like earlier when he missed it. Yep, he, shot exactly the same. That's a callback, a visual callback. A callback. That's good writing, Brandon. It's good cinematography. Okay, that's good story. It's good editing. Yes. It's good directing. It's good. It's good storytelling. It's good character arc. But did you know that his dad's dead? <laughs> Snively though arrives at the game, attempts to sue the Fram family for custody of Buddy. I was like, oh, that's a funny line, whatever. And then we see the fucking court case. I didn't think the movie was, I thought it was going to end right here. Dude, we're at, the, ve- we're at the end. We're at the end of the movie. There's like a final game. He pulls out his like papers that are soaked and it's like, oh, well, he doesn't have any legal recourse to get the dog. That should be at the end of the movie, them celebrating on the basketball court because this movie is about a basketball playing dog. So we've been told it would make sense that the conclusion of it would be at the dog playing basketball scene. No, we get a fucking (laughs) SVU court scene. (laughs) It's 
it's kind of crazy. Honestly, I did not expect it to go this far because we he comes to court dressed as a clown, and then the dog is in. Why court would he come too. to court dressed as a clown? Yeah, his his reasoning was like, I need to show you why the dog truly belongs to me because I'm a clown. Basically, like proving he's a clown. What? No one would have doubted that, Snively. What are you doing? We've got plenty of recommendations. Yeah, it pisses the judge off. <laughs> Like, think he's a goddamn buffoon. This yeah. judge is pissed off from the get-go. This judge, man, man, did he piss me off. He was like Frank Langella in that trial of the Chicago 7. Just would not hear the other side, you know? I haven't seen that yet. Oh, you got to check it out, dude. Yeah, I want to. Yeah. Um, judge Cranfield, and, that's his name. Thank you. Um, You're welcome. And, and then at one point, the basketball coach, like, comes in and interrupts the whole thing. He does, like, a monologue. Yeah. He's like, well, your honor. <laughs> yep. Tells them all and, and it fucking somehow wins over the judge. Because again, after he is disgusted and initially very reluctant to take on this case, uh, because he's pissed Brandon, off that a dog is in court. Brandon, you and I have <laughs> sat in on actual court cases before. Uh, can you imagine this? If I were to see a dog and a man dressed as a clown in the same court trial, dude, yeah, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll take this one. I'd probably yeah. still be working in news if that's what, <laughs> what it was like. <laughs> Be on the court beat. <laughs> Jesus. But after numerous protests, Cheney arrives. Yeah. He suggests that Buddy chooses his owner. How about you let the dog pick? So then we cut to them just like outside on the fucking front yeah, lawn of the court. This, this would never happen. Never I just happen. want this fucking movie to end. Out of all of the contrivances of this movie, I don't know, man. Leaving the courtroom to go outside and do, uh, demonstrate this might be at the top of the list. Up on the list. I mean, it's just dragging out at this point and doesn't like it's okay. Your movie can be like 70 minutes long. I don't give a shit. Dude, it can be like 86 minutes long. I think this movie was like 90 was something 90, minutes and it could have tipped into the 82. Yeah, it, yeah. So there's no reason for it to go over 80 minutes. Hour 38 minutes, 98 minutes. Yeah, it didn't need to be that. No. I just had to verify. Thanks. Much like you. But I couldn't carry on the conversation. Stopped it. Dude. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> You're really doing good job with the flow of this podcast. But at first, you know, they just put the dog in the center of this, you know, two lines, people on either side. And then he's just being shouted at by both of them. Michael Jeter yelling at him to come over here and smacking his like paper against his leg. And then Josh being a chode at yelling for him to come over there. It'd be very stressful for any dog, you know, even one as talented as Buddy. Yeah. But fucking uh, Jeter pulls out the newspaper that's where it hit me. That's, this is when it sank in. That this is that's, all, that's when why. that's when the the sophistication <laughs> of Airbud sank in for you. <laughs> because the dog starts to go over to the newspaper, then he grabs it, tears it up, and runs back over to the kid. Yeah, I mean, if you want to simplify it to its what actually happened, sure. But that's just when I started thinking, oh, that's probably why he was burying the the papers there. It makes sense. Oof, and then I started thinking, oof. That just makes me think of dog abuse, and that's never a thing I want to think about. Yeah. So, but it works, dude. It works. Uh, the judge awards him custody and has Snively detained, hopefully for at least animal abuse, property damage, I don't know, reckless endangerment, resisting arrest, all of these crimes he's committed. But uh, that's it. We jib up. Credits start over a few more shots of uh, Buddy playing his favorite sport with his favorite human. Yep, and I did not watch those scenes. Oh, did you stop it immediately? Yes. Yep. Were, was it mid-jib? As... Did you even get to fade to black, or did you cut it out as the thing camera's craning up? The, the, the fade had not even finished before <laughs> I turned the movie off. Is that any I'm indication? not even kidding. The second I saw directed by, I turned it off. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Is that any indication of uh, your thoughts towards Air Bud? Yeah, I mean, I think that's exactly what my thoughts towards Airbud is. I couldn't turn it off fast enough. Um, <laughs> no, it really is, man. I, we've been hoodwinked by this movie. <laughs> we were promised a movie about a dog playing basketball, and we got one scene where the dog actually plays basketball. We had to wait an hour and, <laughs> and 20 minutes to get it, and the rest of it is just a boring lifetime drama. Why do we keep going to see these movies and get 14 sequels and spinoffs? Because I think people just like dogs. They like cute dogs. Yeah, but this dog wasn't even really doing much in this movie. Granted, the dog is a terrific actor and the dog's very cute and funny. And it does do a couple of 
cool things. But in the grand scheme of things, what was the main selling point to the movie, Brandon? Yeah, there'd be a dog playing basketball. And what did we not see throughout this entire movie? Yeah, we got some shots of him bobbing a basketball on his nose. Yeah. Uh, in, a, in an abandoned allotment. And then ooh, once a few more times at a basketball game. But uh, yeah, not not much. It's just it doesn't deliver what it promises. And, you know, there's nothing special about the plot. It's very cookie cutter. It's very melodramatic. It, they clearly put very, very little thought into anything past the premise of a dog playing basketball. And so it just makes for a very boring movie. And man, I, I think we give this movie way too much credit because I think it was marketed well. I think it somehow found its way into pop culture and it just doesn't really deserve it, man. This is a, this is practically a B movie. It's terrible. <laughs> Maybe a C movie. It's it's real. It really is that bad. Not worth the forty five percent. You think on Rotten Tomatoes? No, not even close. I think it gets maybe a twenty five. I really do think it's that bad. It's it's really, I you know sometimes I can find a little bit of enjoyment out of movies like this. This was just boring. Twenty five percent for the dog and a couple of nice cinematic shots. But other than that, man, stay away from it. Keep your fond memories of Airbud. Don't 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 watch it. Maybe show it to your kid who loves dogs to keep them quiet for an hour and a half. But if you love this movie, if you want to revisit it for the nostalgia, do not bother because it will be ruined. Yeah, I I, I pretty much agree with you, man. I, I think that this one could be watched by really, really young kids just to pass the time. It's it's harmless enough. So they can stare at, than- at the screen and go, doggy. Exactly, exactly. When that's on screen and when the dog's on screen, it is watchable. Just again, because it's a dog mm-hmm. doing cute dog stuff. And I think any goodwill I have towards this movie is directly because of that. I think that's what audiences keep coming back to is they just, there isn't a whole lot of entertainment out there that's just centered around dogs in narrative form. I, I get like there's Animal Planet, Discovery Channel, stuff you can watch like that with shows about dogs reality tv and whatnot but i think now we're getting those movies like a dog's purpose a dog's journey i was looking up the box office totals for those it's in like the fucking 80 millions because people just go to see dogs do stuff and be dogs on camera you know i think that's really the selling point and the only thing this movie really has going for it yeah totally because i guess you know you're stuck with watching like movies where the dog dies john wick style or whatever if they're used for plot contrivances or but i I think as a, as a story, though, it, it really is Lifetime. It's, it's just a Lifetime or a Hallmark movie, and it's sh- kind of shot that way and, and directed that way. But I I don't know. It, it passed the time. It's nothing I'll probably ever need to see again. And you're right. You really should just keep your, your memories, your fond memories of, of Air Bud, because I, I thought this movie was m- much better than it was. And honestly, I just thought it was going to be at least crazier than it was. And so it could have been a fun movie to maybe, you know, drink with your friends to, or even revisit on an ironic level, but it's just not, not even, it's not that entertaining. And that's the sad part of it all. It's just, it's not, it's not, it doesn't lean so far into the premise that, you know, it's ironically entertaining or funny to laugh at, uh, that you could enjoy as adult, but and it's, it just doesn't hit home on the, on the sports front of it either. And so it becomes just kind of a, a weird bland melodrama, about a like a, a kid whose father sadly passed away, and uh, it's it, it honestly reminded me a lot of like a Jack Frost or any of these movies we've covered in which you know yeah. dead dads. I'll give it the entertainment value of just the dog being a dog, so I'll give it a twenty eight. Yeah, I'll give it a twenty eight, dude. It's okay. Yeah, good for little kids, but not worth your time. Not worth the ninety eight minutes. I'll say no, and not worth the four ninety nine that we bought. <laughs> Had to get it in HD. Disney, what the hell? I don't know if any of their subsequent sequels are on there, but come on. You got everything else. You might as well throw a fucking air butt up there. Yeah, what are you doing? (sighs) Well, before we get into next week's movie, that could not be, well, it sticks in the sports round, but man, is it a bit of a different film. (laughs) I was going to say, going into it, I felt bad doing back-to-back sports movies, and then I watched Air Bud, and I was like, well, this isn't really a sports movie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, did you watch anything, though, Zach, over the last couple of weeks? Anything that you want to recommend or not? Yeah, I'll recommend one thing really quick. Uh, Queen's Gambit, uh, Believe the Hype, man. That show's really, really good. Really? Okay. Yeah. Queen's Gambit is really, really good. Um, definitely makes me want to pick up chess. Terrible at it. But <laughs> it, it's crazy, man. It's it's fun. 
um yeah that that movie or show what is it queen's gambit yeah i like <laughs> yeah it's a show anya, anya taylor joy i like her as an actress yeah i mean she's very to see good. her yeah. in the new uh, robert um, eggers movie again he's reteaming with her and Willem Dafoe oh, really? for some like Viking drama, dude. Yeah, it should be pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, sign me up. Yeah, yeah. What did I watch? I watched uh, Hillbilly Elegy on Netflix, the Ron Howard movie. Oof, dude. Yeah, Oof. <laughs> I, I kind of wanted to see if like what the critics were saying were true, and yeah, it kind of is, man. You know, it's uh, just seems like it was really made by people who have no idea what that lifestyle is really like, and so it just all feels yeah. very like very Hollywood very staged very like that's, yeah. capital a acting moments it's like okay I, I get yeah you. that's that's the impression i got from it and some of the reviews i've seen are just like dude the, like what are you doing yeah i love amy adams but i think she's in the dicaprio phase of her career where she's like just fucking give me an oscar fucking yeah. do it i'll do anything for yeah Again, I'll eat a bear. I'll eat a raw bear. <laughs> Dude, speaking of, I literally watched The Revenant for the first time since theaters yesterday, the day before. Oh fuck. Dude, it's a solid movie. It holds up. I know it's long, but I like I you got know into what? it more this time, honestly. I think it's I think it's a great movie. I still think that shouldn't have been his Oscar movie. Oh, that exactly. No, you're, you're absolutely but all I could think the whole movie was like, fucking give me an Oscar. I know. <laughs> I'm yeah, exactly. Eat this bison liver. I'm gonna eat this raw fish. I'm gonna climb into a dead horse. Yep. I'm gonna get mauled by a CGI bear. Anything, yeah. anything, please. <laughs> that movie's dope, dude. Tom Hardy always yelling like, "Where are the pelts? <laughs> the pelts!" Take a shot every time he yells about pelts, and you'll be dead. Dude, Tom Hardy uh, makes God. me so happy. <laughs> that guy, <laughs> that guy. Anytime he's doing something non-British, makes me so happy. <laughs> uh, the only movie I'll, I'll recommend, I was one I actually checked out pretty recently. Happiest season. It's on Hulu now. It was like a guess who's coming to dinner crossed with like the birdcage. It's like Mackenzie Davis and Kristen Stewart go home to her family. Yeah. She's not out yet, so they have to like play it straight for the weekend. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Honestly, that. really solid. I a didn't expect much at all. I'm really not. That movie's really good. I'm not the tar- target demographic, but if you, you know, especially if you're gonna watch something with a significant other this Christmas and you're sick of fucking Love Actually and all those other sure. the romantic ones you've seen so many times, give it a watch. It was honestly very entertaining. Dan Levy. That guy's in it. I fucking love him so much. He's Dan so Levy's funny. very good. I like yeah. Dan Levy. Um, I I forgot about one thing that I did see. I saw season two of Pen Fifteen finally. Oh, dude, you want to talk about a show that does nostalgia really well? Pen Fifteen does nostalgia very very well, and the concept that these are two women like in their thirties <laughs> acting alongside <laughs> kids. <laughs> and like doing like romance scene with kids. It's the funniest goddamn thing. It's so good. <laughs> I watched that show. I'll have to check it out. Also, yeah, I saw Big Mouth season four dropped. I'll have to check that I out. I just started that today. I got very excited when I heard that Paul Giamatti is playing a piece of poop in it. Yeah. yeah. Well, Seth, Seth Rogen's in it. John Oliver's in it. Oh, yeah. They've expanded the people, cast. Yeah, a lot of people showing up in this cast. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of big casts, dude, next week's movie has one of the most stacked casts we've ever ta- tackled on this uh, podcast. Dude, there's a lot to unca- unpack 19, next week. 1999, again, one of the best years for movies, maybe ever in cinema. <laughs> it brought us uh, Oliver Stone <laughs> football fucking flick, uh, Any Given Sunday. Oof, dude. Any Given Sunday. I'm telling oh. you right now. Take your adrenaline shot, chug seven beers, and get fucking ready for this movie. Oh I'm going to have to, because I think it's like two and a half hours long. Uh, I don't I don't remember. The la- The only thing I remember is someone gets an eyeball taken off the court, uh, the field. That's I remember that scene vividly stuck out to me as a kid. This is, this is a movie that I'm sure the NFL hates, because it is everything that is like, and I have to watch it and see if it's satire because it's so over the top. It's so over the top and ridiculous and violent and like, you know, everybody in it is a piece of shit. Like it really gives the na- the sport a bad, bad, bad look. Um, so I would like there's a reason the NFL would not license <laughs> to this movie because it may it paints the sport in a really bad light. Um, so I'm very curious to see it because it, it almost comes off as satire, how over the top it is. I'm excited to watch it. I'm getting excited. It sounds like Starship Troopers, but for football. 
it, it is it is kind of like Starship Troopers <laughs> for football. Nice. It's it's a lot like that. Yeah, it is. It's so fucking. If you don't like football, man, th- this movie might be why. <laughs> like, this movie is why everybody like who hates football hates football. Well, tune in next week for that episode. If you want to to check out any of our other episodes, there's a few even Christmas themed episodes. If you want to get into the old holiday spirit on nbd.podbean.com. It's our original hosted site is Podbean. You can also find us though on iTunes, Spotify, all the places, any place where you download uh, your podcast. You can also please uh, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, write us an email at nostalgia be damned pod at gmail.com. Fuck yeah, dude. Nice. It's the been, tattoo on my forehead really weeks. helps. It's been weeks and I still <laughs> like was like <laughs> trembling. <laughs> Trembling. <laughs> uh, just yeah, just write us a review, tell Fuck. a friend, you know, all that shit. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could, you should really tell a friend, man. That'd be cool. Uh, you can listen to people podcasts like this, like us. Yeah. The more people listen to the show, maybe we can start getting money and start doing this full time, and you'll never have to wait for an episode ever again. Wouldn't that be so fucking cool if you could just always count on every week there's an episode? Maybe like more like spin-off episodes too. Like, oh my yeah, god. Yeah, who knows? Who the fuck knows? The sky's the limit, guys. It's up to you. It's yeah. up to you. It really is because we're you know, we're not good enough, so we'd need you to step up. <laughs> step up your game. Please, you know, accommodate for our incompetencies. Yeah. We appreciate it. <laughs> In the meantime, uh wash your hands. Make sure you're continuing to stay safe. Wear your and, mask. Um, wear your mask. Be good people. Uh, wear the pants! <laughs> Did I tell you my dad died? Oh. <laughs> Was he a test pilot? <laughs> Holy shit, let me get the newspaper clipping. <laughs> <laughs>